Welcome everyone to the Infusions Podcast. It's your girl Bimsons here and I'm back with the financial advisor Tony. Um, we are giving you a part two um, to the finance series we had um, two weeks ago now. And this is, you know, the second part. We talked about savings the last time and today we will be speaking about what we do with, you know, whatever it is we saved. So, um, hi, Tony. Nice to have you again Hello. today. <laughs> How are you? Nice to have myself here too. I know, <laughs> I know. How has I'm it been? Good. How has your good, week been? Good. Your day? I'm busy. It's investment season, so. Ah, because of the tax season or why is it? No, it's investment season. So this is where uh, for Canada, I don't know if they do it in the States or Nigeria, but uh, the first 60 days of the year, you can contribute to your registered retirement savings plan and use that to offset taxes for the previous year. So for this, yes. So that's for. So the deadline for that is actually today. So busy busy at work but still good i didn't know that i just like give them the approval at work to take something from my account and that's it i never knew you can actually go back to put more cash in it i did not know that if you Hmm. have available room in Mm -hmm. your rsp i think the limit for last year was eighteen thousand dollars right for the year no it depends on your income is 18 percent all of your income all across the board so if you have Mm -hmm. rsp with your company Mm -hmm. then you have to double check and make sure you're not over contributing because if you over contribute Mm -hmm. more than they they give a room of two thousand more than your limit so if you go Mm -hmm. past that then it's Mm -hmm. one percent tax on the excess amount for the amount of time you have it in your account so until you take it out pretty much wow wow Interesting. So I have to, uh, nice stuff. I did see, I'm still very new with this IRSP things though. I'm getting free nuggets here. So yes. I'll send you the bill in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll respond back with kisses. Like "Mm, that's what I'm paying with and hugs. (laughs) So, um, how, um, I told you I got some questions, you know, from some people last time. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Do you want us to talk about the questions first before we get into today's topic or what would you prefer? Yes, so we can do that first so that we can get that out of the way and Mm -hmm. focus on investments. Okay, okay. That sounds good. So the first question I got was um, someone asked um, about suggestions of uh, if you have any suggestions or recommendations like um, apps they can use um, for, you know, saving. Like what app can they get on their phone, um, you know, if they don't have the luxury of having automatic deductions from their accounts, what would you recommend? So as I, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this the last time. So mm-hmm. you can always use Excel. Okay. If your phone, if your, if your phone can do that. Or yes. you can add, um, also go to your app store, Google Play, mm-hmm. and um, search for um, track my spending. Okay. So okay. I, when I did that, because I don't use the, that particular tracker or, mm-hmm. or on my phone. 
Yes. So when I did that, I I saw QuickBooks. I don't know if QuickBooks you Quick can use books. it to uh, track your spending. I'm not so sure. So, sure. so please don't quote me on that. But <laughs> I saw QuickBooks. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I also saw something called Mint Personal Finance and Money. Okay. So Mint okay. M I N T. Okay. So I, okay. I'm not sure about those apps, but I saw I saw I definitely saw a bunch. I use the iPhone, so I just went okay. to an App Store and searched that. So people that use Android, yes. you can always go to your Google Play Store. Play Store, yes, Play Store. Okay. Then you can also Google, like mm-hmm. Google. A lot of people put everything now on in, on the internet that you can always find free apps for sure. Yes, for sure. If you okay. don't want to, if you don't want to use the Excel. Okay. Hmm. That's good. Thank you very much. The second question I have is: um, Someone said I currently have a student loan, um, and I really love what you said about savings. So, how do I save? You know, with my loan taking a lot from me so they just wanted to know what tips you would give to get out of that so all situation. is okay thank mm-hmm. you Nikki. so you're welcome <laughs> uh so um with with paying off your loan it depends yes. on the balance that you have so okay. how much are they taking from you how much is that eating into your paycheck mm-hmm. uh, i would i would assume here that you're working so if yes. you're working and then you're taking that money Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, money has been taken from your bank account to pay off mm-hmm. that loan. Yes. How can you feed you? Would, that's when you have to be tight with your budget. Okay. You know, p- physically take a pen, take a uh, paper, write yes. down all your all your necessary um, spending for a month. Mm-hmm. For the month, don't, okay. Don't add, um, you know, <laughs> travel. Or, you know, it's all about scale of preference. Like, yes. what is what is most important to you at this time? time. Write it down. Mm-hmm. Write the balance. Write mm-hmm. how much is being debited as well mm-hmm. as other spending that you have to do to in a do. month. Yes. Any excess there is what you now use to put, you know, towards miscellaneous or towards mm-hmm. savings. Savings. So, Okay. If you if you have a tight budget and you stick to that budget, and mm-hmm. you feel like your balance will go down, even if it's just a little bit, it will go down and go down. And with yes. those excess funds, you mm-hmm. would all, you can put that towards um, a, a savings account. Accounts, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think I even like something I did that helped me during this pandemic was I canceled my gym membership, and I got an app online which was Beachbody by on demand or Beach. Beachbodyondemand.com and it was I'm paying what forty bucks for like four months, which I am never gonna get that price at the gym. So you know those are things that actually take. In the gym I was paying twenty five dollars every two weeks, so fifty fifty six dollars a month because you know with taxes it goes really high. So it's like yeah. I'm now paying a monthly payment for four months. So you know these are ways we can uh, cut budget. So I agree with you. Thanks, doing. So the next question I received was, um, okay, so I want to buy a house and I am stuck with my savings and this financial institution, they are actually offering to borrow me some money, loan me some money to use for the down payments to buy a house. You know, is it a good deal for me to get a loan for the down payments? That way I can continue to pay off my student loan or would you recommend I don't take it and just save until I have enough to get a house? 
Okay, so this question, is this for the same person that has the student loan? Yeah, it's for the same person. This is, this sound, I don't know if this will come across as uh, uh, not good or something to the client, to the client, I'm saying clients, but to the person that asked the yes. question. But you said you have a student loan and now you're mm-hmm. talking about borrowing from some, uh, another financial institution or someone else. To, to buy a house. So now you're adding student loan and you're adding that. So you have the student loan and then you're adding uh, you borrowing to, to purchase a property and on top of that, the mortgage. So that's three um, lending um, uh, products that you have already. That is too much on yourself if you're trying to save on the side as well. So I would, you know, for me, this is me personally, I would advise against that because you see, when you buy a property, you're not just buying yes. the property and that's it. You're not going to live in an empty house. Even if you have uh-huh. furniture from where you're, wherever you're renting now, if you're renting, yeah. you still have the closing costs. You still have furniture to put into that new house. You still want to make it all nice. Um, uh-huh. You have insurance. You, ha- you now have the mortgage payments. All of those yeah. those things are going to contribute to uh, additional credit. So if you're saying that you want to borrow from someone else to buy a property, is that necessary at this time? You're the same person that wants to pay off your student loan. Why don't you, you know, set a, a time frame for yourself for when you want to buy that that property? A realistic time frame. Because within that time frame, you should have paid off or almost pay off your student loan. That way, you can now buy a property. Because buying a property, you don't have to have, yes, having 20% down payment or more in Canada saves you the CMHC fees, which is the Canada Mortgage Housing Corporation fees. And that okay. fee is covers when, because you're paying, you're bringing in less than 20%, that mm-hmm. fee on top of your mortgage amount is covering you and the bank. When you default on the mortgage, you're going to owe okay. the bank, but then the bank will not be you will not be running after you because CMHC will come into play and pay the bank. But then uh, CMHC might still come after you for that mortgage okay. amount. So if you if you if you have five percent down payment. You can buy a property if you qualify based on your uh, total debt service ratio and things like that. So if you're saying that you want to borrow from someone else, is that going to affect your credit? That's a good question. Is that going to affect your credit as well? Like if, you know, what is the interest rate with those people? How much are you going to be paying them? Because you have to add that to your current student loan. And then if you go to the bank, are they going to borrow you that mortgage money, you know, or not? Because now you've, you've borrowed to buy a house. Now you, you, you've moved from one payment to three payments. And we're not even adding the fact that you're going to you maybe use a credit card to buy furniture or the closing cost or insurance and things like that. And you don't know what, you know, what is coming you know, you you never you never know with buying a house. You can move into the house yes. and then the next day a pipe is uh, is broken or something. 
So then you have to face that. Yes, that's why I'm saying that personally, I would not advise uh, borrowing outside to buy a house. Okay. Sounds, that is actually very, 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 very reasonable. I, I'm learning from it. So, let's get into today's topic. Okay. <laughs> I, I hope I we, we, we digressed, but... Yes, we did. And I still have one more question, but that comes into investments. Um, so let's quickly get into today's topic, which is on investments. So, um, um, you know, everyone talks about making something, making something else from somewhere apart from work these days. And, you know, talks about um, the retirement savings plan in Canada. Um, I think it's called 401k in the States. Um, you know, different types of retirement plans, bitcoins, like those cryptocurrencies and stuff. Um, so what are your thoughts about investments as a whole? I like investment. Personally, I like investment because if you invest, then your money is pretty much working for you. You're earning, you know, significantly. It depends on what the level of investment or our risk averse or, or what your risk level is. Uh, with investment, but I like investment because your money is pretty much working for you on the side. So yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's so it's good. Yes, it's good for all of us to have something. Okay. So, but you mentioned something just now about different levels of risks with investments, and you know, that fun those fun stuff. So what would you say, what would, for someone that does not know anything about risks and investments, because for me, what I knew, what I've heard um, over the past few years is, oh, investments, you know, it, if your mental health can't take it, don't do it because it, it's going to give you so much heart attack. You have to monitor stuff. So what would you say about the levels of risks associated with investments? Like, are there benefits in the long run? What would you say about yeah, so there are definitely benefits in the long run. Um, for investment, there are different types of investment for different uh, uh, levels of people that can take the risk, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have the risk-averse people. So risk-averse people are those people that if, for example, they put in $100 today or 100 Naira today and tomorrow is gone down to 85 uh, Naira or $85, they panic like mm -hmm. the world is crumbling okay. down those are the risk averse people um for those kind yes. of people i mean their investments like guaranteed investment uh, certificates that's what we call it in canada i believe in nigeria is called fixed deposits or fixed income okay. things like that so yes. that's where you put your money in for a specific amount of time and you get the interest that you signed for prior to going into the investment at the end of the term so with that, you know that your $100 or your 100 Naira is safe. You're, the only thing that you're going to get in the end is the $100 plus whatever interest that you're supposed okay. to get. There's also the savings account. So savings accounts are just the day-to-day -day accounts run by the bank where they just put whatever interest rate they feel like on the savings account. And it's up to you if you want to take advantage of that. So that one, your money is not going to go anywhere. Then there's the mutual funds. I don't know if, I'm not too sure about banking in Nigeria, if there's mutual funds on, in Nigeria. But mutual fund is where you put your money in the investment portfolio, for example. 
but your principal amount, which is the money that you put in from your pockets, is not guaranteed yes. to, to return to you. And that's that's because um, they take that money. So mutual funds for the banks in Canada, I think, I believe in the States too, if I'm not mistaken. They take the funds and they invest for you. And there's what we call management expense ratio. So that is the fee that they will charge on the fund portfolio that, that you know, that it puts you in. And um, with that, your it fluctuates with your principal amount. So tomorrow you can get from $100 down to $90. The next day you can go down to $60 and then go back up. So that mutual fund investment, it's, uh-huh. it, it's with the markets. So okay. when they buy funds for you, there's a lot, there, are lots of, um, there are lots of mutual funds out there that you can, uh, you can invest in. So if you're a risk-averse person, if you don't like to take too much risk, you can always uh-huh. go with a low-risk uh, mutual fund. Obviously, with okay. low risk comes low returns. So that means if you're not okay. investing as high, you're not going to get that high return that you want. So you you have to be willing to be a risk taker. And, okay. and, and you know, being a risk taker, taking that high risk, you do, if you don't need uh-huh. the money in the next year or two, you can always go for a higher type of investment, you know, in okay. risk level, so to speak. So okay. that can help as well to grow your money faster. Faster. Okay. So how how long, what is the recommended time frame you would give people that want to take this chance? Like, do I leave my money there for two, three, five, 12 years? Like, what is the time frame? So we always recommend that um, if you don't need significant portion of the money, so ninety to one hundred percent, you know, of the money that you put in, if you don't need that, then in three to five years, the mutual fund it will mm-hmm. be good for you, because that means the the your invested money has had time to have that uh, deep and rise mm-hmm. in in okay. in markets because. If you look at uh, historically, every five years, there's always maybe market downturns or, uh, you know, going up and down. There's, uh-huh. there's um, investments, you know, crashing and rising and things like that. So if you don't need the funds uh-huh. in three to five years, mutual funds will be good for you. For sure. Okay. Okay. That's good. Um, so what what are your thoughts on cryptocurrencies? Like... Because, I mean, everyone seems to be crazy about them now. And there was something about the drama in the market a few weeks ago. So what are your thoughts about it? So uh, with cryptocurrency, honestly, for me, I don't, I'm still not sure about this cryptocurrency, Bitcoin or, uh, things. Uh, because of, uh, there's risk with everything. Bitcoin is still new. The banks don't like uh, Bitcoin. They don't like cryptocurrency because they're saying... You know, they, be, they may be fraud, uh, you know, tied to it. It might be a Ponzi scheme for some. So I would say, I mean, all investments have their own risk. But for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, you should do your research deeply. Okay. You should research deeply, deeply, deeply before you invest in, in any Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. Personally, I'm not... I was almost going into Bitcoin, but I'm not... Because I do, I'm still like on the fence about it. I don't want to go deep into, you know, talking about the Bitcoin or cryptocurrency now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And since you're more, you know, familiar with the numbers and stuff, so you would know 
when something is too good to be true, right? But for us, it's like, oh, wow, someone said it's worth $30,000. Oh, here you go. I'm going to pay for it. I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to drop 30 grand, but, you know. I mean, there's some yeah. Bitcoin uh, that I, like, I've had clients that have Bitcoins and they, they're doing good, but I'm still not, like, I don't know, you know, is that is that a scheme to rope you in and then get all your money? I'm not so sure. I just yank it off. I see. Hmm. Interesting. So, I mean, what you're saying is um, cryptocurrencies in general are high risks, like very, very risky. But how, what can you say about the return? Is it high return? Higher return. Higher I mean, I, for higher uh, risk investments, they always yield higher returns. Oh, okay. Right? So if, you, if you're in the GIC, for example, if you're in a guaranteed investment certificate, GIC, because you're in that low uh, of a risk uh, type of investment, yes. you're not going to get that high return that you want. So okay. the higher the risk, the higher the return, higher the higher the loss return. as well. So, okay. yeah. I see. So um, let me ask you something from the question um, we have. I'm sorry if you can hear the sound of uh, the siren. I live downtown, so that happens very frequently here. Um, so the question I want to ask is, you did mention something about housing. Um, I wanted to ask, is pur purchasing a home, would you consider that a good investment? Yes. Personally, yes. I don't know what, what the mixed reviews out there, but for me, real estate investment has proved to be one of the best investments out there because that is an easy, for me, you know, personally, it's an easy way to have passive, passive income. So you buy a property, you live in it, you move out, you buy another one, and then you rent your other property. That is practically paying itself. So you don't have to have you don't have to worry about the mortgage payments if you have good um, renters in there, right? Because they're paying you every month. That money is going straight to the mortgage, and if you don't have a mortgage, that is going through straight to your pocket. And in years' time, when you sell that property, obviously you you have to sell at a good time. If you sell at a good time you would definitely get good return on that um, real estate investment. So real estate for me is really, really good. Yeah. Good. So what would you say about stocks as well? So um, mutual funds, they have stocks and bonds in every okay. fund portfolio. So what the okay. managers, the people that, the asset managers, what they do is they, you, they buy, they take your money and they purchase, you know, stocks, bonds in, in that portfolio for you. And that would, mm -hmm. you know, yield returns. Um, if okay. you want to buy your own stocks by yourself, that, that yes, is what we call self-directed investment. So self-directed okay. investment is where, you know, there's a lot of apps there. TD, I think mm -hmm. TD, there's a bank that TD, they have Ameritrade. I think you can buy US stocks as well. I mean, they, that is one of the high risk investments as well but still as i said it, it yields high returns and it can also yield higher negatives <laughs> but yes so buying stocks do your research about the stock before you buy any stock don't just buy any stock because someone said oh it made me money last month or made me money yesterday 
because people have lost a lot of money just by buying stocks on ESA. So yes. if you want to buy a stock, research, go online, check what this what they're saying about the uh, stock before you buy any stock. If you're a risk-averse person, I would not advise you going straight away to buy stocks by yourself because you won't know where to start from. So um, thank you so much for that deep insights. Um, I really, just, you know, in conclusion, so just to give us a recap, what are the different types of investments and which one is better in the long run? So as I said, I don't think there's any one best investment. It depends on how you can assume that risk. Are you risk averse or are you a risk taker? So, taker. so f- I'm just gonna list out from the low, you know, and you know, low risk, lower risk type of investment to the higher risk type okay. of investment. Okay. So we have the regular savings okay. account. That is the lowest risk of investments. You just put your money. It's earning interest. You can sleep at night with two eyes closed. That's good. But there's all <laughs> after that. There's the guaranteed investment certificate where. That's, that's what I call GIC. So that's where you put your money, term deposits, as it's called in, in Nigeria. I think it's term deposit or fixed deposits. You put your money, you sign contract that, you know, you're going to, this money, you can take it out in so, 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 and so time frame. And this is the interest you're going to get. That is also okay. safe because you're just putting your money away for them to keep for you. And at the end, you're going to get the money back with some, with a little bit of interest. That is a low risk as well. Now we're going to the, you know, there's still low risk within this, but that is the mutual fund. So mutual fund, okay. there's low to high risk, and it depends on the risk level, as I've said. Okay. Um, but with every mutual fund, as in Canada, I'm not so sure, sorry to the Nigerian and the American folks, but I'm not so sure about your management expense ratio. But in uh, Canada, there's always expense ratio, management expense ratio, MER, attached and associated with every fund portfolio out there. Because this encompasses your trailing, the trailing commission, which is you're paying for the advice that was given to you. You're paying for um, managing your fund, for those asset managers to manage your fund. You're paying for the statements you get and everything associated with that. So it's not usually high. It's always, it ranges from, let's say, 1% uh, up to 2.25 is what I've seen so far. That That's the highest with what we have. There's also the self-directed investment. So now this is the high-risk uh, type of investments where you're on your own. There's nobody managing the fund f- portfolio for you. You're buying your own stocks. You're waking up 6 a.m. every day you know, looking at the stocks and finding stocks that are good for you to buy and sell and buy and sell. So obviously those come with the high risk and Mm -hmm. you have to be careful, as I said, and do your own research. And then after that is, you know, the Bitcoin, the cryptocurrency, those are high, high uh, risk investments as well. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow, this is so deep. Uh, thank you so much. Like I have learned a lot, um, and um, hopefully we can. Um, but for someone that knows nothing about this trading thing, 
Should they just watch YouTube to have an idea of how to understand the market? Um, or they can watch yeah so they can watch youtube they can read articles from bloomberg uh they can you know morningstar they can also you know maybe go online and type in trading trading and you know read up on that trading stocks Mm -hmm. there's as you mentioned youtube videos so there should be all of those there don't just go with anyone because you want to start investing Talk to someone that has been investing for a long time, your friend, a friend's friend, and uh, let them tell you, you know, this, you know, start small. Always start small. You can start with the savings account for now or start with the term deposits, GIC, and go from there. Because or you can also start with the low-risk mutual funds because if you start with a low-risk mutual fund and at the end of the year you make something, and the next year you're supposed to sit down because they advise that you sit down with your advisor advisor once a year. If you do that, then the next year you might want to up your risk level and go for a higher you know, risk uh, portfolio. That's also fine. So just start small, start low, start okay. something. Okay. Mm. Okay. 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 Now, uh, thank you so much for this deep you know very knowledgeable nuggets knowledgeful if that's a word (laughs) nuggets you've dropped um i really really learned from it and i hope my listeners our listeners for today will um you know get one or two things as well um and definitely i typed a couple of things so i'm gonna send the responses back to those that asked us questions as well and um, if anyone else has a question you can always send it to me and i'll pass it along to tony and maybe we can do a more deep q a section session session next time i hope um so uh we've come to the end of today's topic um thank you so much Tony, for your time i really really appreciate it as i said i'll still send you the bill in the mail Thank you so much, girl. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, and you guys, don't forget to uh, like, subscribe, share with a friend. Right? Share, subscribe. Um, what? Uh, exactly. <laughs> and I'm at Bimsons um, on Instagram and Tony's at Tony Sapphire on Instagram as well. The website is beamsons.com, B-I-M-B-S-O-N-S.com. And um, thank you so much for your time. Do have a wonderful day if you see the sun where you are. And an amazing night if you see the moon where you are. Thank you so much and have a good day. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Yeah. So good.